2: Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity
3: Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Executive Minister and Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. I've been doing a lot of shows lately around social justice, Black Lives Matter, and how New Thought can help create a world that works for everyone. And I had a show a few weeks ago that was so powerful, I knew that I had to do a part two. So today I am welcoming back the Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, who is the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, and she is also the senior minister and founder of, excuse me, Universal Center of Truth in Jamaica, in Kingston, Jamaica. I have a a person who has worked with new thought and social justice for many years the reverend Celeste Frazier, and the co-founder and co-pastor of Celebration Spiritual Center the reverend Greg Stamper hello everyone good
1: morning hello
3: hi here? so first of all i just want to say thank you to all of you all for saying yes to coming back and completing the process of this conversation because i believe that the conversation we had was so dynamic that we needed to complete it. So what i want to do is is instead of ask you questions initially, i want to make sure that you have the opportunity to share some of your thoughts around how we can move the needle, how we can transform the culture, not only of New Thought, to be more supportive of social justice issues and actually put feet on the ground when it comes to uh, the transformation of uh, racial consciousness and other things. But we're talking about Black Lives Matter right now, so we're, we can zero in on that conversation. And also to the larger community what is it as leaders in New Thought? So, we had some technical difficulties, and all I can say is we're going to jump right back in where we were. So, I appreciate you all listening and plugging back in. If you if you know people who listen to the podcast and who are listening live, please contact them, text them, email them, or whatever, let them know that we're back up and running. So, uh, as I was stay, saying on the call, I wanted uh, to talk about your own views around transformation around uh, Black Lives Matter, around what New Thought can do as a community to help us go forward and do the things that we need to do. Therefore, um, before I start asking questions, I wanted to make sure that I got your own thoughts. So I wanted uh, Reverend McKeaton to please start.
1: Okay, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity, Reverend Galen, and good morning to Um, My co-presenters, Pastor Greg and uh, Pastor Celeste, thank you both so very much. And to you, Lewis, for getting us all connected. First of all, good morning again to the audience, and thank you for joining us. Um, You know, my thoughts on transformation, I kind of have just been praying about everything, as we all have been. And I've pretty much come to the conclusion that, as a country— Um, As a people, we are all in the midst of an identity crisis, and it is for us to decide not only uh, who we are going to be, but are we going to take take the leap forward into what God has designed us to be, irrespective of our past, whether they are our beliefs, whether they are actions, whether they are responses we've had, or... Um, the the refusal to respond. But in this moment, who are we and who are we going to be going forward? And I think that the New Thought movement has the answer for the world um, as it relates to this identity crisis. Because although there are many suggestions that there is uh, one race uh, that is superior over another, And it bears witness from, you know, the past uh, in American history and in uh, the history of other countries. But as we come to realize, New Thought has the answer in that we know that there is only one who is supreme. And that one presence known by many names expressed in many different ways is the only one that's supreme. So if we all begin there, then we know that any other suggestion of supremacy is simply a lie. And as Dr. H. Emily Cady says in her work, How I Use Truth, you must hit the lie on the head and hit it right away. And so as we do that, then we get to reframe and rethink who we are moving forward. If we are all spiritual beings made from the same spiritual fabric, if that is so, then how must I interact with you? Then what is unacceptable uh, from me what is unacceptable in terms of the thoughts and beliefs that we hold, which means then that we're going to have to change, all of us. We're going to have to change. And, and and a big part of the change is to forgive what has been, but you can't forgive it unless you first acknowledge it. So I'm not saying run away from it. So when I hear uh, the, 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 the words Black Lives Matter, what I hear is, a statement of inclusivity. And it is saying to this um, identity that's operating in the world that one is superior over another, what about me? So Black Lives Matter too. Black Lives Matter also. What about us? What about the injustice? What about um, the uh, uh, false arrest? What about the filling the prison systems with um, you know people people of color what about the vulnerable what about the those who are 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 seen most unprotected in society and who's going to speak up for them who are you going to be police officer who are you going to be judge who are you going to be social worker who are you going to be etc etc so that's where i think we have to go and we all have those pivotal moments when we are moved uh Two, two for me, and then I'm going to shut up and give somebody else a chance to say something. But two things moved me. I was uh, in Florida updating my uh, continuing legal education studies. And I came out of the law library, walked downstairs to just get something to eat. And there was a line of uh, black male boys in uh, handcuffs and feet shackled. And I was I mean, living overseas, I just didn't see that. And so when I saw that, it did something to me. And I said, oh my God, oh my God, this must've been what slavery was like. Another instance that, um, that hit me was I was in a crowded street in Fort Lauderdale. And I looked to the left and there was an interracial couple, black male, white female. And they were at a a gas station and uh, the police obviously had been called and the police were signaling signaling her to stay away from him because they were engaging him in conversation. And um, and I said to myself, you know, this is a this guy is a prime candidate. He has nobody to speak for him in terms of the police just picking him up when he's done nothing. He was very calm and everything. And I just looked at this woman's face and I knew what it would mean if they took her man, you know, she would be uh, alone tonight on the street and more vulnerable. And she wasn't able, nobody wanted to listen to her voice. And I began to just ask myself questions, Sheila, where is your voice in all of this? And so I, I, I have begun this, 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 This this re-raising of my voice, although I am physically outside of the U.S., but the re-raising of my voice and getting involved in work like the Equal Justice Initiative and and supporting them, you know, not only financially, but in other ways that I can support them. And um, so with that, I'm going to just shut up.
3: Got it. Got it. Thank (laughs) you. you, Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, Reverend Greg, could you join and uh, give your thoughts, please?
4: Sure, sure. Uh, Well, I'm so happy to be here. Hello to everyone, it's always good to be here. Um, A a couple initial thoughts for me, and specifically thinking about new thought, is that um, we have, you know, there's the microcosm and the macrocosm. Um, We can see reflected within our own movement um, some of the same things in terms of uh, racism, um that that's expressed in, in the wider world or community or in the United States. Um of course there's not incarceration happening um, and murder happening. Um uh, but but there are plenty of uh, uh, racist incidents um and, and things that, that we can look at in our history and in our past. Um and, and when I consider that, um I think we have this wonderful opportunity um because as, as Reverend Sheila said, we have this powerful truth that we To make use of, Uh, and so what better way to make use of uh, the the practices and the principles um, that that we hold dear and that that we practice um, than to begin to examine our own selves, right? Um, Look within our own house, um, you know, look within our own corners, lift things up, uh, and and bring the light of truth to them, um, uh, with the goal and the aim of healing, with the goal and the aim of of reconciliation with with the goal and the aim of truth-telling. And I think that because we have these powerful tools that um, most of us and many of us have used for personal transformation, um, I have no doubt that that these tools can be used for um, uh, this type of transformation that we seek right now. That's the thing that excites me about this moment that we're in, particularly with new Thought, there, there are new conversations happening. Um, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, all across social media and, and um, practitioners and ministers that are really starting to do powerful work to, to understand what it means to be anti-racist, to understand what white privilege is, um, uh, and, and see how it's, it's always been in operation in many cases uh, at so many of our centers um, around the country. Um, and so I'm, you know, excited to, to support that work, um, to, to help facilitate when it's appropriate, um, but also stand in the knowing that, that reconciliation, healing, um, is absolutely possible. And then from the micro to the macro, then we get to, um, you know, go out to the world and demonstrate what is possible, um, because we've done our work, and so now we can support others in doing that work.
3: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Reverend Celeste.
2: Hi, thanks for having me today, and and blessings and honor to my co guests. I am really aware that we are a teaching organization as a New Thought body internationally, and that it is our responsibility to teach first and foremost. And one of the things that we can start with in terms of the healing process is to share that the racial construct is made up. What it appears to be is not what it is. And that we need to educate ourselves and then be willing to educate others. Second of all, going to principle, you know, um, Ernest Holmes says, you know, love is the way and law makes the way possible. Well, law has produced what we're dealing with right now, what we're seeing in the news and what we're seeing in our own individual lives and the drama and everything else that's going on in our minds. So now we have a condition that we need to approach with our truth. And and we do have to approach it with love. We do have to give it our attention because anything that's happening to my brother is happening to me. And I think that the work of John Lewis and C.T. Vivian really made that clear in terms of the the noble ways in which they saw love as the primary force and they were dedicated to love no matter what, that they were willing to undergo whatever kind of uh, danger or damage to their physical bodies, but that they were willing to do so to the last breath and that they did. And so what I want us to see, not only as black people, but as people who are in ministry, is to take these ministers' examples and to see that the baton has been tossed, uh, has been passed to us. And so here we are to catch it and to absolutely be able to work for the things that matter. We can see all of these videos and all of this stuff happening, but we have to put our money where our mouth is. I put um, the Ella Baker center down because CSL asked for what organizations do you want to tithe to? You have to put money behind people who are working for social justice, but we Mm -hmm. also have to get funding for the mental and social services. All of the talk about defunding the police is really about turning some of that money, the, the, millions of dollars that are going to the police, office to police officers' associations to do work that they're not equipped to do, whereas the mental health services and social services are so underfunded And even the the, uh, public defense system is so underfunded that the quality of their services are being compromised because they're not getting adequate funding. And I think to be in the flow of prosperity and stop telling people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, but be in the divine flow, practice the principle of give and receive, practice the principle of forgiveness, and practice the principle of living on purpose as a spiritual law for prosperity. And I think we need to look at Emerson and to say, you know what? Yes, it is about self-reliance, but it's not just about pulling up from your bootstraps. You've got to have a bootstrap. But it's also about Emerson telling us that we have to be true to ourselves. And for me to be true to myself, I've got to know that I am going to do whatever I can to promote the well-being of the people I love, and there's no one outside of that, that, that field and lastly, you know, what is above and what is below? The fear that some people who are not people of color um, may have by the term "Black Lives Matter" it does not mean that black people want to put themselves above everybody else. But that comes from a mental construct that comes from a concept, a consciousness that thinks that somebody has to be on top and somebody has to be on bottom. And I say, no, Mm -hmm. we all need to just be together in love.
3: I love that. Let's just be together in love. Now, you know, we lost a little bit of time because of the the situation with, with the holy spirit and me yet again knocking out a computer system so uh, <laughs> <laughs> twice in 4 days but seriously um you know i do want to make sure when we come back from the break we have about 4 minutes before our break so i don't want to have anyone get deeply into thought about the thing but so i want to make sure that if people want to ask questions and hopefully the listeners we had on at the beginning of the show will still are still listening or came back to make sure that we are still rocking and rolling and we are, you can call in at 816 251 3555. 816 251 3555. You can call in, you can ask Reverend Sheila, Reverend Celeste, or Reverend Greg a question about uh Black Lives Matter, about our role in New Thought Ministries, or if you're not involved with the New Thought Ministry, yet you want to be a part of the conversation that makes a difference in your own community. What can you do where you are? Where can you what can you do to plant seeds where you are to help the transformation of human consciousness? Because it does make a difference. And um, one of the things that I do want to mention to the to the three of you all when we come back is being careful about accepting the role or the view that you don't have agency or power. Because I think think part of the conversation that can come out of obviously, you know, decades and centuries of oppression is the belief that your own individual agency has been stripped that you don't have the power as an individual to make a change. But obviously any group is a collective of individuals who recognize that they have power. So I would like us to be able to talk a little bit about that. Again, we don't have a lot of time to, to drill on it, but if you can just put that on the crock pot in the back of your minds, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it it does make a difference. Um, But since we only have a few minutes before the break, I would like, for people to know how to get in contact with you all. So, uh, Reverend Greg, can you start first? How can people get in contact with you if they want to um, communicate with you? Um, well,
4: look, the easiest way is definitely social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's I am Greg Stamper uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but you can also feel free to email me,
3: Pastor Greg at celebrationsc.org. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Uh, Reverend Celeste, how can people get in contact with you?
2: Uh, my website is CelesteFraser.com. On Twitter, I'm RevCF. And on Facebook, I am Celeste A. Frazier. And on Instagram, I am Celeste. And um, one of those ways, you'll get me.
3: <laughs> okay, beautiful. <laughs> Rev. Sheila, how can people get in contact with you?
1: Okay, they can always email me at USBLPresident2020 at com. Uh, I'm also on um, Facebook and on uh, Instagram as well. And that's under my name, Sheila R. McKeithen.
3: Okay. Taking a look here, it looks like we should be seconds away from having our break. So let me just let the listeners know that you can plug in the Christ Universal Temple by going to our website at cutemple.org. You can check out our live stream. You uh, at 10.30 a.m. at 10.30 a.m. until noon Central Time on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, on our uh, YouTube channel, which is C.U. Temple, and join us for Facebook Live Lessons at noon Monday through Friday. We have a consciousness building call. We have a lot of things going on, so let's make sure that you just plug in, check out our social media, check out our website, and stay plugged in. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
4: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm doing a show on Black Lives Matter with Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeithen, Pastor Greg Stamper, and the Reverend Celeste Frazier. We have a caller on the line, so I'm going to bring the caller in so she can ask a question. Is this Karine or Karen? How do you pronounce your name? Karine. Karine, How you doing, Karine? Uh do you
0: have a question i do well, um well. uh, first of all i had i've been watched listening to your series and I had called in a few weeks back and um you know we i called in and I got a little bit distracted um because of the conversation but i just first of all, I wanted to say again i I've been listening to you since you started on uh unity online radio, and so i'm a you know I've been a fan for years, so I really appreciate that. And I've been listening to uh, Reverend Greg on Sundays, and my my question is, what do you suggest for Black people who live in areas where there isn't a, um, a congregation that uh, is not necessarily predominantly Black, but that has more than a handful of Black people in it? So where I live, there's a unity. Well, there's a couple of unities, but there's one particular unity that has some black people, and then there's a center for spiritual living that has probably about the same amount, which isn't very many. And so, for those of us who um, you know are into truth, sometimes it's just very challenging because the congregations where we find ourselves in don't really understand um, just the needs of, of black people or even you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I don't see color, that kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. even though they're well-meaning and can be very nice, I think sometimes they, they just miss the point of us being there okay. and being yeah, so, recognized.
3: So I'm a, I'm going to ask Pastor Greg to start it off because you actually listen to him to start with the, uh, answering the question. And if, uh, Reverend Celeste or Reverend, uh, Sheila want to jump in after that please do so uh, Pastor Greg uh,
4: Well hello uh, Good good to hear your voice good to meet you um, I, I think that there's a couple of Things one you know gratefully uh, Because of the, the age that we live in you know, Technology allows us to connect right, With so many different ministries Around the country and around the globe um, So by all Means you know please continue to, to Connect with those ministries that, that resonate With you um, uh having a, a, sort of two thoughts happening one of the things I think that's interesting this this highlights um, a key point to to my earlier point about um, being introspective with a new thought um, I think there there are you know blinders uh, that uh, many ministers um, just aren't aware or wouldn't even consider that that um, uh, people of color may not feel comfortable um, in their congregations or attending on a regular basis, and if may have not even entertained the question, um, and so thank you for just highlighting that uh, because I do think I know there there are plenty of ministers that will listen, um, and 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 this will will spark that conversation uh, for them to start to think about you know what would need to happen um, to 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 make my congregation more inclusive, more welcoming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but going back to the idea of technology, I also think um, there's an opportunity to you know seek out like minded souls like minded individuals um, to start a you know a, a small Facebook group to you know study a text together, read a text together um, because one of the things that's important if we think about our principles or we think about uh, even visioning you know we can focus on what we don't want but we also have to know what we do want and so part of what, what happens here is, is really giving birth to, to something that you want to see and experience that you want to have. Um, and the more that you can, can lean into that and articulate that, um, the way will be made. It, it, it may not be what you thought it would be. It may not look like you thought it would look. Um, but again, these are the principles that we practice all the time, knowing that we can bring into existence
3: um, that which we desire. Thank you, thank you, uh, Reverend Sheila, Reverend Celeste. Either one of you want to jump in on uh, this question?
1: I want to just say, say uh, mm-hmm, one thing. Ahead. This is uh, Reverend Sheila. Uh, please excuse me, Reverend Celeste. I apologize. You want to go ahead? No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I just want to say this one thing, and I'm 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 saying this with the heart of a of a senior minister, and that is that if there are certain like gaps in your ministry. Uh, as a person of color, for instance, um, let's say, like when 9 11 happened, or when uh, George Floyd happened, when Trayvon Martin happened, uh, when different things happened. And when you come to church on Sunday, you want to hear something about that, right? Because you're trying to figure out, you know, how does that fit in with the truth that I study? And you want to hear that. And when you don't hear that, and that's what we're hearing from people that on those key o- occasions, nothing was said in their congregation. And I would say develop that relationship where you can at least call the church and speak to your minister and say, I need you to speak to this, you know, or where the minister is missing the mark. Because sometimes it's not until after the fact or even in the press or maybe even in a radio conversation that you hear that you're missing the mark. And um, I would say, you know, we need to develop those relationships so that we can let the leadership in the ministry know when they are missing the mark. So that we can um, say, okay, how can we fix that? And that would be my comment.
2: All right,
3: Reverend Celeste.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say, yeah, please um, do go first to the source, go to your your ministry. But also, I'm gonna invite you to contact me, either on Facebook or one of, my, or my website or one of the other social ministry um, media. Because like last time when we were on and someone called in and said um, they didn't address Trayvon Martin and they lived in New Jersey, I immediately sent an email to two ministers in the Jersey area and like, what's up, was it you? And both of them said, no, 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 it wasn't me. I didn't take it any further than that. I just took it to the people that I know. But, you know, we can absolutely support each other lovingly in seeing what's going on. And then I just want to kind of plant a little seed. We are planting... Uh, A a new thought conference for people of uh, African descent. And so for people who don't have black pastors, you're going to want to just stay tuned. It won't be until 2022, but we we got something for you. So hang in there. We're, We're coming to the rescue.
3: Yeah, and I just want to just add, since uh, Reverend McKeithen is on the call, that uh, the Universal Foundation for Better Living actually has discussion groups. We, we actually have people who say, okay, you're not a church, you're not a study group, but there were people of like mind who want to come mm-hmm. around and talk about new thought principles. So mm-hmm. if, if it's a situation, a circumstance where you can, you know, do whatever you want to do, we're not trying to take anybody from anybody's ministry. But if people want to come around and have the UFBL support them in that process— we're more than willing to do it. Uh, just contact Reverend McKeithan. I already gave her information out on the on the call, or you can contact ufbl.org uh, and go to the contact us. Trust me, Reverend McKeithan will get the message because we <laughs> want to be able to make sure that we are a support to you. We have. Men you know, uh, Reverend McKeith and the rest of the board of directors, including myself, we went and visited a ministry in the Bahamas that's a discussion group. Just mm-hmm. this past January.
1: Yeah, And yep.
3: they're holding together. No, no minister, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but they're holding it together yes, because they, they love each other and they okay. love the truth that we espouse. Mm-hmm. So that would be my suggestion. Thank you, Kareem, for calling in. I appreciate yeah. you and I appreciate your support. Keep out! Keep doing the great work.
0: All right, bye.
3: Thank you. So, so, um, before we um, stopped, I wanted to talk about agency. People feeling that they don't have power in the midst of everything that's going on. You know, with the you know the 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 killings, whether it's by police force or just uh, social issues, or the or the just the things that's going on, people right now, when you put that on top of the pandemic and other things that are happening, people losing employment, uh, businesses going uh, going out of business, uh, people are having a sense of, of lack of power. Can you address making sure that you don't lose your agency, especially in the context of teaching new thought? Um, and I'm just going to start with this time with uh, Reverend Celeste, then Reverend, uh, Pastor Greg and then Reverend McKeithen. Are you all still on?
1: Yes, I'm here.
3: Okay. I'm
2: sorry. I, I had put myself on mute. I'm sorry. Thank okay. you. Um, <laughs> okay. We are individualized expressions of God as individualized expressions of God. That means that we have all of God's qualities within us. So we have its power. We have its love. We have its, its truth. And we have the the wisdom of God our minds are one with the mind of God so it's important for us to remember that even in those moments where we are feeling that we don't have the power that when we when we get still and we meditate or pray or if you can't do it for yourself to um and you know invite a friend to pray for you so that you can remember who you are because the essence of who you are has never been hurt harmed or endangered, and that you have it within you to do it and that you're here for a reason god made you because you're special and
3: you are here for a purpose to fulfill thank you thank you um pastor greg well i, I think one of the beautiful things
4: about uh new top principles is uh is empowerment um i think one of the things that we um, or or maybe one of the things that's inviting to so many people is, and particularly for people of color, is to finally be told that you have power. Um, You know, if you were raised under traditional uh, Christian theology um, and were singing singing lyrics like, Lord, I'm not worthy, um, it speaks, that that, that sense of unworthiness before God also speaks to a powerlessness um, before God. And so, uh, the good news of new thought that, that says that God is working in through and as us and that we are one with this power presence, um, what, what it then, um, supports us in starting to embrace and understand is, um, how powerful we are, um, understanding that, that oneness and operating from that place. So, um, one of the things that excites me about, um, this part of the conversation, um, in, and teaching new thought principles to people of color is is tapping into that that eternal well of power uh, because um, you know fortunately the power that, that we uh, uh, many times exercise out in the world is is rooted in our uh, in our humanness right which is fleeting um, it we eventually get exhausted right we eventually burn out. Um, but this power that we're speaking of again is is a power from a well that doesn't run dry. It's eternal, um, and it comes from that consciousness of oneness, which is profound.
3: Beautiful, beautiful, Reverend Sheila.
1: Uh, I'd like to you know just uh, uh, circle back to the identity crisis that I spoke about earlier, and with whatever anyone appears to be going through, whether it's Uh, You know, the appearance of pandemic, the pandemic of violence, the pandemic of disrespect, the pandemic of, um, you know, unemployment, uh, the pandemic of, uh, uh, you know, COVID, whatever it is, what is fundamental, and Dr. Johnny Coleman speaks to this in her classic text, it works if you work it, and that is you must know who you are. And that's a powerful teaching that the New Thought movement uh, really, really can uh, help catapult the whole world and turn turn this whole thing around if we really, really focused on who we are. And so you were talking about people being stressed and people feeling disempowered or feeling like they have no choice. And it's because they have forgotten who they are. We are made in the image and after the likeness of God, and we are blessed. Now, even for Bible thumpers, all you have to do is go to Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28, and it assures you you're made in the image and likeness and that you're blessed. So There's not something you're going to do to get blessed. You're already blessed. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm blessed, then in this season of life, then what am I called to be and to do? Who am I really? I would like to suggest that we're all being given the opportunity to reframe what we have believed about ourselves and what we have believed about each other. And we can now reframe and go forward, even though all of the things are happening around us and circumstances are whatever they are. And we can then reshape those circumstances for the betterment of each of us. Or we can fight for the current identity that we are living in, which is Pastor Greg said, is a false identity because it's rooted in humanhood. And humanhood is fleeting. It's changing. It was never meant to be permanent and temporary. And so if statues can topple, then the belief systems that we're holding dear about ourselves, our sense of identity, must also topple. And so as within, so without. So as they topple within us, then they begin to topple outside of us and around us, and we're able to see our way forward and move forward courageously. So I keep saying, if we root it in identity, see, if you believe you're the child of a king, then certain things you know are possible for you. But if you believe you deserve to live under a bridge and live there forever, then that's where you will be. So identity, identity, identity. And I think that's what New Thought brings to the field.
3: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I want to make sure, because we only have about 10 minutes left, if anyone wants to call in and ask a question, you need to call in at 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. So as people are working in their individual ministries, obviously New Thought isn't, alone in ministry in the world right obviously we have to work with other uh, religions other denominations what can we do in an ecumenical sense to help drive home uh creating a world that works for everyone um we'll just go in the same order we just did uh reverend celeste pastor greg and then uh reverend sheila
2: yeah, I'm a big proponent of and attendee of interfaith organizations because a lot of the work can can be done there. When we present um not only what our faith is about, but what our common concerns are about, then together we can do things like we've we've marched in the streets of Chicago or we've you know, we've prayed on street corners after somebody was murdered, or whatever it is that, that we can do together, that we're not divided by a theology or or denomination, and that we are really wanting the same thing. And I think that the more we listen to each other and come together in ministry as as people who want to serve, that our best service is to come together and, and multiply the consciousness.
3: Thank you, thank you, Pastor Greg.
4: Uh, as, as ministers, I, I I just I agree. I agree. We must. Um uh, remain open and available. Um, you know, sometimes what can happen is, you know, we can easily get in our own silos. Um, but as we spoke earlier about oneness, right, it, it requires the, our, our individual unique expressions that make up the one, um, to, to then bring, bring about any change. And so, um, it personally, right. Like, I, I, um, have been involved in a number of organizations, and, and working with um, folks, you know, uh, uh, rabbis, imams, um, um, but uh, and it, it's necessary. I think also in uh, you know exposing our congregations as well um, to to um, other ministries in terms of working together in ways that we can um, promote
3: that from from a place of not just talking about it but actually getting involved. Thank you, thank you, uh, Reverend McKeithen.
1: Um I uh, um am very grateful for um the influence of uh many ministers uh who have touched my lives and certainly not all of them are uh in the new thought movement. Um I also know that there are also some shifts, uh fundamental shifts that uh must um be considered uh by people. Uh, who by all of us as 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 pastors and spiritual leaders because if our theology does not encourage inclusiveness, we've got to look at those doctrines that promote separation we've got to look at those doctrines that support uh, one group um, uh, superior to the other we have to look at any doctrine that promotes Uh, the haves over the have-nots, or the in-group over the out-group, all of that has to be looked at, and I think conversation is the way that that happens, and it happens in a wonderful way at the World Parliament of Religions, because you go, when you hear about religions, you've never heard about at all, and you get to ask questions, and it's not confrontational, and it's not mean, but it's in a, a sense of love and to gain understanding, and I think that that's very important, so I am not going to be naive uh, and believe that there aren't some fundamental uh, you know positions perhaps that I have that I may need to shift on. and but there are also some that my colleagues will also need to shift on as well because remember as, 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 a, as a girl of color growing up in the South, I was given by black people in a black church a white male, uh, God to worship. That's what I was given. And so I must confront that. And so now that that is not what I embrace, I embrace God as spirit, right? Therefore, I now have had a shift in my consciousness and my awareness. And so I think that if we are going to gather for growth and for dialogue that leads to evolutionary change, that we're both all of us in the conversation are going to have to look at what doctrines promote separation, supremacy, outgroup in-group uh, superiority over others, inequality, uh, uh, justice in the world. We're going to have to look at it if it's going to yeah. be honest dialogue. I mean, anybody yeah. can talk, but is it going to be honest dialogue?
3: Yes. Yes. I, I totally agree. It may it actually, as you were talking about your points, I, my mind went back to, and I know you remember it when um, you brought in Gandhi's grandson to mm-hmm. the panorama of truth a few years ago. And mm-hmm. what you just said was basically similar. We have to sit down and have the honest talk yep. about what it really means to be one,
2: mm-hmm.
3: what it, and Release the beliefs that aren't consistent with, think you know, the stuff that's happening in the world. You know, right. it's it's it's, it's, it's right. the you know, you know, and, and we only have a few minutes, and maybe you all can just talk on this point for one minute each. I said to someone on a podcast on Monday that many times religion convinces you that something is wrong with you, and that they have the only remedy. And that's how they maintain themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we have to grow beyond that conversation. So if we could just kind of talk about that one minute each, please, uh, in the same order. Uh, Reverend Celeste, uh, Pastor Stamper, and uh, Reverend McKeithen. I'm a teacher
2: of A Course in Miracles. And my favorite quote uh, that I actually mentioned in my podcast, Mystic Magic, is, I am as God created me. And I think that's important for people to remember because God created us perfect, flawless, And even though we've been influenced by the world, we're not of it. And there's something in us that is greater than this in the world to quote scripture. And it's true. And we are here to prove it.
3: Thank you. Pastor Greg.
2: Um, you know, I think
4: wisdom, wisdom has us, um, it moves you into a place where you're you're very slow to become dogmatic or absolutely. Um, you know, as we embrace truth and we have our truth principles, um, one of the things that's beautiful about New Thought is um, that, that, that openness, it was Ernest Holmes that said, remain open at the top, but that, that, that openness of, um, to, for, for new revelation, new expression you know, of, of this truth, recognizing that um, sort of like that beautiful story of the blind man trying to describe the elephant um, that you know, no one person could describe all of this thing. Right? We, we might be, you know, the the tough, you know, so sort to of say, in this in this sense, but um, we we're not um, even coming close to begin to to express um, the totality of what it, what it is. So um, you know, I think wisdom teaches us to to keep that in mind um, as we continue to grow and unfold.
3: Thank you, thank you, Reverend McKeithen.
1: And uh, I would just um, be reminded of my dear friend and honorary member of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Reverend Ed Bacon, author of Eight Habits of Love. And he said to me recently, he said, Sheila, I had to um, move uh, away. I had to shift. When it was revealed to me through trees, he said that we are all one. And I had to move away. From the notion of a white uh God uh who is supreme and the right white supremacist ideas that are rooted in fear. That's what he said to me. And when he said that, um I I I, I went back to my childhood and remembered that, you know, I was I too was very fearful. And so I think that one of the things that we must all be open and honest about. And that is that whatever direction we're going to go in, in this oneness and, and what one looks like, if the dialogue is going to happen, it has to be honest. So that if something comes up for me as you're speaking, I'm able to speak it. The space is there for me to speak it. The space in your congregation for your people to voice it and so on and so forth.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you. We're It's 1059 now. We are basically out of time. I want to thank you all for coming on. And saying yes, not only to being on the podcast today, but for the work you're doing, your yes to spirit, because your yes to spirit is literally changing thousands of lives, which affects tens of thousands of lives, which affects hundreds of thousands of lives, which affects millions of lives. So thank you so much for all that you do. God bless you. Next week, we're going to be talking about lessons that we learn from the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman as we celebrate a digital version of her book, It Works If You Work It, with Reverend Dr. Sheila McKeaton and the Reverend Burnett Jones. Make sure you join us. God bless you all. Thank you.
2: God bless. Thank, Thank you. God bless you.
3: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an
4: awakening world.